Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Divide us as a people as well as us as a nation. Before we begin our live broadcast, we ask that our caller, before we begin our before we begin our live broadcast, we ask our call-in guests to abstain from using profanity and be respectful of other callers and their opinions. We each were raised up with different values and belief systems. This show is about uniting us, not dividing us. We'll be right back. Okay, this is James Cookio. I am back and let us begin. We have a our, we have a guest call in line. The number is eight four five area code eight four five two seven seven nine one eight two. Once again, our guest call in line is area code eight four five two seven seven nine one eight two. Our topic today is the issues that divide us. Thank you, and once again, I am your host James Whitfield here at BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash OTSM, also referred to as Optum. Over the past two weeks, we have witnessed the death of Mr. George Floyd in real time by the Minneapolis police on May 25th, 2020. And the civil unrest emanating from Minneapolis, Minnesota, have spread to every state in the United States of America and their territorial possessions. As of June 8th, 2020, there were 1,017 tracks and active protests and demonstrations which shows no signs of slowing down anytime soon. 
the deliberate actions of peace officers whom are in a position of public trust in broad daylight while being filmed purposely and deliberately killed a black man on the streets of South Minneapolis. Let that sink in for a minute. Let me read that again. Over the past two weeks, we have witnessed the death of Mr. George Floyd in real time by Minneapolis police on May 25th through 2020. And the civil unrest emanating from Minneapolis, Minnesota has spread to every state in the United States of America and their territorial possessions, which also includes Puerto Rico and Guam and the U.S. Virgin Islands. As of June 8th, 2020, there were 1,017 tracks, protests, and demonstrations. It shows no sign of slowing down any time. The deliberate actions of peace officers whom are in a position of public trust in broad daylight while being filmed, not giving a damn, and deliberate, purposely and deliberately killed a black man on the streets of South Minneapolis. Apparently, these officers were under the belief and assumption that killing an unarmed black criminal suspect would be found a justifiable homicide. They were wrong. They were eventually arrested and charged. Officer Derek Chauvin is charged with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. The remaining three officers are charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. It's the same as if they also killed him themselves. Um, they each appeared in court, had bail set. Certainly, we don't know if any of these have been released on bail or by, but let's move on. Racism exists and probably would have continued to flourish had the whole world not seen a man die before their eyes. The people of all races in Minneapolis, Minnesota, had endured enough of the business as usual. Minneapolis police killing black and brown men and women without being held accountable for their actions. The world had no idea that Minnesota would kick off a protest-slash-demonstration that would reverberate around the world. All 50 states of the United States and their territorial possessions in 18 countries and growing, spanning five of the seven continents. Now, in life, George Floyd's name may not have resounded around the world and be spoken in over 100 languages, but his death before our eyes is the catalyst for police reform, systemic changes, and accountability. So my question to you and I hope our callers, uh, our listeners, will call in and give us some feedback so that we can develop a dialogue here on this issue. The number one question here is, what is the number one issue that divides us here in the United States and globally? Now, this question is, is multi-part. There's a part A, part B, and a part C. So let's talk about the systemic approach to keeping poverty at an all-time high. It is my belief those in positions to generate wealth secretly share this amongst themselves. Use the rest of the world 
to generate that wealth by creating their products, their services, you know. Is there any callers out there online? Let me see. Let me check here right now. Uh, we're back here. I'm back on the air here. So. Okay. Sorry, we experienced a little bit of technical difficulty there. But, um, you know, so what we're doing is we're trying to talk about racism and the various areas that it affects us in our daily lives. You know, so the racism is not only inherent in um, law enforcement. Not all law enforcement agencies are bad. Let me be perfectly clear about that. There's bad apples in every group, you know, and just so happened that many apples happened to been the been the, the focal point where it all came out at here recently. You know, so um, in healthcare, our education system, and our employment industries here in the United States. So it's, uh, it's it's something that needs to change, you know, because otherwise we as a country, we're not going to be able to, uh, we're not going to be able to function properly. And uh, unless some changes are made across the board, where well, we all can peacefully coexist and get along. I know as hard as that may sound, Sounds easy enough and simple enough that there are some people in this world that do not want to get along. <clears throat> okay, part 1B is let's hold discussion groups on building black wealth again. There was times when there was black, uh, black Wall Street and Rosewood. These were black communities built up by black men and women where we own our own hospitals, our own banks, our own school system, everything. But the country did not like that, and they burnt it to the ground, and people lost everything and had to start over. Some didn't start over. Some lost their lives during that time. And see, we as a race of people must be put to trusting the black and brown in the same way that you trust, uh, trust your money, and your other possessions to the white man. That is our biggest problem right there, is learning to trust another one of the same shade of brown or black that you are. That has to be if we are to be in any form. Who held accountable for promoting blatant poverty? A. He held accountable for by ruling in favor of the officers involved in these killings? Or B. Did the mayor be held accountable for continuing to employ the county attorneys who make these favorable rulings for police involved fatal shootings? 
or speak. Should the chief of police, should the police chief be held accountable for accepting the ruling slash finding of the county attorneys in favor of the officers involved in these killings? These are some questions that you should sit down and seriously get some serious thoughts to and think on what do we need to do? Right now, Chief Arredondo here in Minneapolis is facing harsh criticism. People want him to resign or be fired. But you have to understand one thing. Chief Arredondo, like Chief before him, Jamie Harto, they inherited a police force that had these problems. Let's just leave it at that. We're not pointing any fingers at anyone or saying any names, but the problems existed before they even came in. They've been working uh, to resolve them and make them better. Chief Jamie Harto, she was there for several years, and the former mayor decided she did not like the chief and fired the chief. Then Chief Arredondo was appointed. Um, so I don't think that the chief should be held accountable for the actions of those under him, even though he is the chief of police and he should know what's going on, but no one understands the mental state of every individual that they employ. And so now let's move on to issue three. Are policing policies and practices updated through the 21st century methodologies and thinking, or do they rely upon outdated empirical data and studies? That means is simply they're doing things the way they've always done for the past 30, 40, 50 years without changing. So, and... Number four is, are peace officers periodically given psychological examination? If not, why? If so, how often are they doing, how often during a one-year period are they screened and and evaluated for psychotic breaks? I've always lived on the opposite side of the law, so therefore, I have no idea what a police officer goes to. I know it was stressful enough for me, but I'm trying to keep them there from catching me. <laughs> but seriously, though, um, it makes you wonder. It's a stressful job. You know, they're dealing with a lot of different issues. Uh, they have to be part minister, part uh, educator, part psychologist, counselor, um, family, therapists, all rolled into one while also policing and maintaining the safety and security of the city streets and its residents. So that can take a toll on one's uh, mental health. But unless they are properly screened and evaluated periodically, it's easy for one to suffer these psychotic breaks and begin to think that they're above the law. You know, and that's wrong, you know. So a few years ago, 
I posed the question to former um, Hennepin County Sheriff Richard Shannon when he and I were guest speakers at a Liberty Patriot Tea Party meeting in 2015. I asked him, Sheriff Shannon, how often are officers screened for psychotic episodes or mental health checkups? To which the Sheriff Senate responded, our officers are evaluated when they are hired. I asked the question, are there any follow-up examinations? There was no response from him so on that issue. So I took that as there was no mention of follow-up examination for police officers in the state of Minnesota during the lifespan of their careers, barring a reason. Let's say, example, an officer involved cheating or altercation, then. But other than that, they're only evaluated at the Hennepin County Sheriff's Department per the conversation I had with Sheriff Senate when they are hired. Is that same standard applied to the Minneapolis police or any other police? station across the country, the men and women who are hired to work as patrolmen, uh, police officers, whatnot, peace officers, are they only evaluated for psychological break upon hire? And lastly, my question is why are black and brown men targeted and being eliminated by law enforcement officials nationwide and abroad? This is a big problem here. You know, um, people want to believe in in uh, community policing and the police force. They want to have that trust. But now it has gotten to the point where a person is afraid to call the law enforcement officers out of fear that something that can be handled so easily can end up turning out so badly. I am sure that um, the gentleman that had made that call regarding the alleged counterfeit $20 bill, which still has not shown up for which Mr. Floyd lost his life, I'm sure that he hurt that. And he even mentioned that he regretted ever making that call. And so... You know, this should have been something that should have been handled so easily and so simply, and the country probably would eventually explode it, implode it. But that was the catalyst. You know, when you see someone arrested or detained, as it were, and you see someone applying pressure to key points that cuts off blood flow and air circulation until that person is deceased right before your very eyes. What did you expect? Did you expect the people to just say, oh, that's just the police being the police? No. Once again, like I said, all police officers are not bad police officers. There's always a bad batch in every group. 
no matter whether you're on the right side of the law or the bad side of the law. There's always that one or two that hmm, that's out there. So we can't hold the police as fault for this or blame them. Hello, caller, is you out there? All right, listening. All righty. Well, this is supposed to be a scheduled two-hour radio broadcast. But I guess, you know, with the timing and the amount of time uh, to get our marketing and advertising out to the, to the public, kind of dropped the ball on that one. So this is on me. So we'll conclude this broadcast here early. If anyone would like to um, later call, speak to me, you can reach me uh, via our email, which is O-T-S-M-N-I-N-C at gmail.com. Once again, that's O-T-S-M-N-I-N-C at gmail.com. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.